Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Agatha. And today rounds out our the movie section of our uh, Christmas uh, spectacular here at uh, <laughs> Spectacular. Uh, Carruthers, Legator and whoever, and we are joined um, by a new, fresh, special guest. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Miss Rian Holmes? Hello, my name is Rian Holmes. <laughs> I guess I guess that's about it. Um, uh, no, Rian is joining us. Um, she is uh, a, a she is someone I I met. She's a new first year uh, in the in the world uh, in, of my studies and. One time at a party, we found that we did a great, great parlour game, or whatever you want to call it. I'd say it was probably more so myself than, than yourself, Rian. I had, not, to, not to blow my own trumpet. Um, just a great aptitude to um, recreate long, long, long stretches of uh, today's film, uh, Frank Capra's... Uh, I say Christmas masterpiece. No, it is Christmas. We're not going to get into that argument of people saying, oh, two thirds of it don't take place at Christmas. It, it is a Christmas film. I, I certainly wouldn't watch it any other time of year. No. Yeah. Um, but it never really has the argument like the, the diehards of the world. They, nobody has ever put that weight, that question on It's Wonderful Life. I, I didn't know it was a, a controversial topic. I thought... It's a Wonderful Life was, was always a Christmas movie. any film contains such a full measure of the joy of living, the drama of living, and above all, the glorious romance that makes this such a wonderful life. No, no, it is. I, I, I was just reading a few things and they were like, they call well, it a Christmas you, you movie. You can't believe everything you read on the internet, Tom. This is true. But no, I, I have noticed it myself. I'm like, no, in actuality, two-thirds of it aren't. I always forget, every time I sit down to watch it, I always forget how short the Clarence bit is. Yeah. Don't you ever get tired of just reading about things? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I don't want to get married to anybody, you understand? I want to do what I want to do. And, and you... I was like, is this a mistake? Have I got to like tune in for part two? And then he's, you know, he's outside 
well, not martinis, he's outside Nick's, and there's only 20 minutes left. I thought, oh, because I, I do, and I always, I always, it's not that I'm not, it's probably because I get so sucked in and enjoying um, the first uh, two thirds. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yes, no, it's a wonderful life. Um, I mean, for me, this is this is it, really. This is the best Christmas film. Um, Screwed second, Christmas Vacation, Gremlins, then probably Hell. But I think, and I think in actuality, it's the fact that it's a Christmas film that takes it out of the conversation for many people of greatest movies of all time. I think that, because it does have that sort of critical reverence, obviously the audience adoration, but I think people sort of don't put it in those grand conversations of Citizen Kane, Casablanca, Godfathers, because because it is a Christmas movie and we only watch it once a year. Um, Will, what's your uh, relationship with uh, this James Stewart classic? Uh, this is a, a Christmas film that I've always watched with my dad. He, he loves it. So it's one that we usually sit down to watch together. No one else is interested because it's... Uh, it's black and white. <laughs> there we go. We, yes, exact same thing. Even the first time, we, me and my mum, every year, taped it for a long stretch of time. And my mum was like, we need to watch it this year. We need to watch it. And obviously, I was getting more into more into films. And I was like, well, I want to watch it. I need to watch it. And we finally watched it. Isabel didn't get through the first 10 minutes. Black and white. Black and white. Black and white. <laughs> I'll let you know, in actuality, I, I screened it, well, barely. Uh, we, I brought my TV into the kitchen the other day. And... Uh, Barely got to got to bloody um, hot dog Gowers. He didn't even get past Gowers, and they were like, "Oh, it's bar, it's black and white, it's black and white." I just it, it really really grates me uh, the whole black and white old argument. My sister's the worst for it. She will the, the, when we are picking a movie, the first thing she will ask is when was it made, not who's in it, not do you like it, not What's the genre? When was it made? And that's her biggest determining factor. Uh, Rian, do you have this sort of hatred of, of, of black and white old movies in your household? Or is Not you... at all. Um, it's the same as well, really. It's like compulsory viewing in my house, mm. um, according to my dad. But it's kind of, it's grown on me every year. Mm. I think the older you get, the more you appreciate it. Well, this is the thing. And it's a very, very dark film. Um, mm. And... You know, what can be brushed off as a child viewing it um, <laughs> and as your experience in life continues and continues, uh, certain, certain factors resonate more and more and it yeah. becomes an all the more affecting. Uh, I have famously, have a, I don't have a playlist, uh, but I have an, a head playlist of if I'm in a bad mood, I'll just make it worse uh, and, I'll, and I'll YouTube the end of It's Wonderful Life, the end of Scrooge, the... Neither of you are Mad Men people, but there's a very upsetting group therapy scene in Mad Men that I watched. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I think group therapy would be good for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, no, it's all hippies. They're all hippies. And then, oh, well, anyway, Will is finally going to be losing his Mad Men virginity in the, in the new year, which is very exciting. Um, <laughs> Dr. Evil. Uh, for the viewers, uh, for, the, for our listeners, uh, will put his uh, finger to his mouth like Dr. Evil. That was a, a very surreal thing. O other day, I was just at three o'clock in the morning watching Austin Powers. <laughs> surreal? Very strange. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was extraordinary. It's brilliant. But what do you, what do you mean surreal? I didn't expect to be doing it. 
And it's a strange movie to have on at three o'clock in the morning. I suppose it's not, is it? It's not uh, really. Which one? Which one are we talking? First International Moments yeah, Street. Yeah. Who does number two work for? You show that to who's boss. Classic. Great comedy. <laughs> um, and Robert Wagner. Famous wife murderer. Alleged. Alleged, maybe. Wife murderer of Natalie Wood. Um, oh, did, oh, did Chris do it? No, Chris, Chris uh, loved her. Um, Let's, let's dive straight into it. Let's see. <laughs> Will, we should have kept track of how many times we've gone on a Natalie Wood, Robert oh, Wagner tangent. This, this is definitely over 10 times now. It was the last like week. In the early episodes, because we did two Matthew Broderick movies, um, and there wasn't an episode that went by where we didn't talk about the Dublin car crash. That was a dark <laughs> string, of, string of episodes. Uh, we start off with uh, looking at YouTube comments. Donna Reed is such a timeless beauty. She is indeed. It's sad that all of these great actors aren't anymore. That is quite <laughs> sad. <laughs> yes, these people are all. Are they all dead? This Zuzu's probably alive. I hope so. I think she, she passed recently. No, no. It's, it's like watching like Challenge and you're like, oh God. These are all probably dead or dying. Um, I don't know why I waited so long to watch this movie. Never expected it to make me cry. This is a gem, and I should have respected its genius sooner. Wow. Mm, that's from uh, Kiel. Their kiss looks painful, not passionate. That's the point. Um, but it tastes. That is the point. Another thing I appreciated with age. <laughs> yeah, because you just watch it and you're like, why is he so angry? Why is this the angry? Why is the head put in her? <laughs> Why can't Joe Stewart kiss any woman? I mean, yeah. Because it's not movie. just this movie. It's it is Vertigo a Jimmy as well. Stewart thing. <laughs> I, haven't, I, I haven't watched Harvey in a while, um, but I, I need to rewatch it just to see if there's an awkward kiss in it. Because Vertigo, he just kisses everything but the mouth. Just like, mur, mur. <laughs> uh, that's one of my good impressions. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> That was a that was our uh, that was me and an ex's uh, parlor trick. We would do a great impression of Jimmy Stewart kissing women, but I unfortunately can't really do that anymore because we're like, hey, do you remember you know that scene? Sort of, hey, get away from me! Um, I'm so happy after witnessing this masterpiece. Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he's not around, he leaves an awful hole. But they've spelt it wrong, and it's A W E F U L. Oh, and that's how they're spelling hole. Uh-huh. I would love to go back in time to see America back in those days. The war? What <laughs> that universe makes you think, like, oh, idyllic? I mean, Bedford Falls is pretty idyllic. Hmm. It's lovely. It's like war, though. Um, Isn't that the whole point? The some parts of, of like, the rich capitalists. Oh, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> George Bailey, George Bailey, whose ship has come in. Um, the abundance of impressions are we on their way. Impression tally. <laughs> yes, I'm allowed 10 minutes. No, that's really not. Um, best 10 minute stretch. Why don't we kick it off with our dear guest? What are your nominations for 10 um, minute stretch? I loved the dance scene into the throwing the rock. Iconic. And the lovely walk, yes, the walk home, the hydrangea yeah. bushes. Just Although, 
I think there was a section of it that didn't age too well, and that's the ransom of the robe moment. I think <laughs> maybe it's because I love it. Too. No, actually, I'm going to stand by this. I think it goes on just long enough. Yes. I think it's really playful, no matter the... I sound like it's always sunny, uh, the implication. But no matter the implication, it's definitely playful. And, the, and I really do think that there's nothing in anybody's minds that George is a pederast. I, I think, just think, it's oh, when she says, I'll call the police. And he goes, well, they'd be on my side. Yo, that's just a great laugh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> D- don't tell me you didn't chuckle, Rian. Go on. You can admit Behind it. My you hands, can admit I it. Uh, um, I think it just goes on long enough. And then, and then he's like, oh, Mario, sorry, I'm not going to go. <laughs> Your father's had a stroke. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be better if maybe he threw the robe in and then the car came. So it didn't look as if. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all the same, um, young love. It is, I think it really, they just do an excellent job of, you know, um, conveying a man's life in two hours. And in, in, in that microcosm, conveying a whole falling in love in, 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 in a 10 minutes. Um, brilliantly done. And then we have the bitterness of that um, with, one of, with one of my later nominations that I call The Angry Night, uh, where he's, he's had to, um, where he's fat, where Harry's come home with Ruth uh, and he's like, oh no, I'm never leaving here. And we obviously have that great scene where she, she's also happy. And uh, she gets the record ready, and she gets the painting ready, and it's like, oh, oh, so, oh, and then, I don't want to plastic it on the ground floor, and 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 the kiss that, that we discussed, but the the dance is just sensational. Well, do you do you if I I know you will be. It's just the best one of the best parts of the film. Well, the, yeah, I, I've definitely got the dance as my best of it stretch, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, they must think we're really good, deadly. <laughs> When 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 he's doing the when he's doing the hands on the knees and she's clapping around like a happy chicken, it's just lovely. And, I wish and, it was more socially acceptable to dance like that now. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? I've, I've said this for element. years. I think this came in on the Grease episode of like <laughs> my mum called me out for being sexist, basically, because I was just saying like I just wish it was more like the old days, and you know you could you could you know you paired up and you had a nice dance. And then, and then my mum was like, oh, so you get to pick, do you? And <laughs> but no, the, the damn, you know, there's no bumping and, I sound like an old man. There's no, you know, bumping and grinding. And there's no Charleston contests anymore. The things they listen to these days, it's just there's noise. It's jiving. And I do, it, I, it's lamentable. You know, they used to teach this stuff in, in school. You know, they used to teach them the bossa nova. And then, uh, and then you'd go out and do your, do your bossa nova, but nowadays... To be fair, we were taught the Harlem Shake in school. Oh, God. What was your... Yeah, go on. What was your embarrassing school Harlem Shake? Um, it was for... Uh, it's a national festival from my, my country, mother country, um, called the Eisteddfod. And it's like a festival of arts and dance. And they thought, it's 2014. We're at the height of culture, Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake. Will, what was your embarrassing school Harlem Shake? 
I, I can't remember. I don't think we did a whole school one. I think we just, we might have done it in the corridor because we, we're all really funny. We didn't. <laughs> it was just terribly conceived. They got us all in the hall, like, to look like everybody, like almost 700 students in the big sports hall. And the conceit was, was that the, uh, the opening bit where it's all normal, all the students would be normal. And the principal, they gave him like a funny hat and big Elton John glasses and a feather boa. And he was like, do, 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 do. and he was going around the students. And then when the shift happened, he was then normal. And then all the rowdy lads were just like, they started pushing him down. Oh, uh, oh, for, for um, Mr. Um, it was either Shelby or Shelton or it was definitely Shell something. Um, Rian, any other nominations for the best in the stretch? Um, it's got to be the scene where he comes back from the bank. There's the drafty old house. Yeah. Here you are. Help me down. Help you down. Made up your mind yet? I'll take chocolate. With coconuts? I don't like coconuts. You don't like coconuts? Say, Brainless, don't you know where coconuts come from? Look at here. From Tahiti, the Fiji Islands, the Coral Sea. A new magazine. I never saw it before. Of course you never. Only us explorers can get it. I've been nominated for membership in the National Geographic Society. Is this the year you can't hear on? George Bailey, I'll love you till the day I die. I'm going out exploring someday. You watch, and I'm going to have a couple of harems and maybe three or four wives. Wait and see. I have that as snap at fam because I didn't have enough space. It's the best acting. J I, I firmly believe it's the best acting James Stewart's ever done. I, yeah, you um, see the conflict, and it's just so jarring. And just the, the underscoring of. Um, Bloody hell, what's she playing? Um, kings, kings, three kings or something? I don't know. She, but that, that keeps going and, and it starts grating on us too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it starts within one of my Whittler's specific favorite parts with the kid where he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, scary, he gives him a hug. Oh. Falls in close. And Mary knows straight away. Mm -hmm. She knows absolutely straight away. And it builds and it builds and we spend time with it. And it builds and it builds, and he, you know, he, he, kick, he kicks the bridge down. I don't know what that is—a plan for a new bridge, maybe for the town. And he's like, none of this matters. It's not going to be I a new bridge. That. Yeah, it's a big bridge. Yeah. Um, did you like that, Will, as an architect? I, I enjoyed that a lot. The big, <laughs> the big bridge um, model, and and then obviously in the in the midst of that, you have um, the lovely little sweet moment. With Zuzu, with the petals, and and, and I, he puts them away, puts them in his pocket, and he li lies to his daughter basically, and he and he puts the plane. I want to give away the wings. Close your eyes, there's going to be a whole garden. It will. Very nice, L little Zuzu. What a what a what a darling child. Um. I've got here, like, and then we'll see if, um, if I missed anything. I've got Gower. I've got the poison. Um, it's it's the first glimpse that we're dealing with a with a dark film. This isn't this isn't just. Um, I mean, you could say that the opening 
is pretty dark. I mean, we find out we're dealing with suicide, but but it's still, you know, it's the little stars and the stars are lovely. And uh, But, you know, we're not dealing with something. And then suddenly in the first 15 minutes, we're dealing with an old man coming to terms with the grief of his son dying, accidentally going to poison a child. And then that, the brutal, brutal slap of the ear. And um, and again, that realization, and he snaps in and, oh, George, oh, and then he pulls him close. I think that kid doesn't get enough credit. Oh my God, yeah, the acting. You know, so many kid performances are just terrible. And, and, and it's a bit like in Forrest Gump, where they filmed the kid stuff first, and so then Tom Hanks, whilst he was creating his forest, was also modelling it off the kid character. And um, I don't know what what came first here, George, <laughs> George the, <laughs> the chicken or the egg, Joe Stewart or the little boy. Um, but um, you can see the little things. You can see lots of little touches, and, and, it, and, he's, and he's just marvellous in it. Um, yes, Dance and Walk, Angry Night, The Bank Room. That torrential rain. Um, it's just, I guess you could say, um, from a realism point of view, maybe that all of these, you know, the stroke happens at the end of the dance on the walk, the bank run happens the day of the wedding. But for me, that is just this world of fate that we're in, that any minute it just gets so close, shut down. And the, the, for me, the bank run is the most um, uh, telling uh, telling one of them. Uh, do you like the bank run, Will? I do. I do. The great Donna Reed. How much did he? Um, what a woman. Mary's great. Uh, I really, you know, lots of, um, maybe you can speak to this, Maureen, as, as, a, as a woman. Uh, token woman. As a token woman. And who, who called me out on one of my screenplays. <laughs> oh no, it was it was Ruby, but um, uh, at your. I seconded friend. it, yeah, because yeah. uh, it didn't pass the Bechdel test. Well, it wasn't that the women oh, weren't no. very. It wasn't that the women weren't very well written and so depthful and pained, but there wasn't an awkward scene that I had to shoo in. Where to, no, I'm kidding. Um, but maybe you can speak to this, Rian. I really do think Mary, <clears throat> and maybe we'll, we'll talk about Annie later. You know, Annie. You know, I guess you know with a 2020 lens, it's. Not great that she's one of the only speaking uh, person of colour in it, but um, but also I think it resembles the not just the time of filmmaking, the time being presented this small, uh, predominantly white town, and then in the in the final um, uh, bringing of uh, all the money to George, uh, there is another there's another black woman. Uh, I mean, she doesn't get any lines, um, but you know it, that's the filmmaking, and I don't think we can judge it for that because in actuality Annie is is a pretty is a pretty uh, good character lots of great lines there's no yeah. no awkward you know oh Annie's here you know. I love the bit where um Mar Bailey's like oh we're a couple of old maids now mm. and Annie says speak for yourself <laughs> I mean it did take me a while without subtitles to understand what she was saying in the final in the final scene just really go for it I've been saving um, it for a divorce if I ever yeah. get married. You know, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving it for a divorce. 
but um, where are we? Yeah, talk, sorry, talking about how great Mary is. my opinion and then you carried on talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think it's, Mary's just brilliant. Like, it's the whole behind every great man thing. Um, like, in the beginning, you're kind of led to believe that she is his obstacle and that, like, she's going to be one of the things holding him back. But really, she just wants to support him. And she just does, she does so much without being kind of the, the shrinking Violet character. I feel like she could have been fleshed out more, but again, it's a reflection of the time. And we have a shrinking Violet. We do. Not shrinking at all. Wonderful Gloria Graham. Um, are, we, are, we, are, we, are we film stars go down Liverpool fans? Excellent, excellent, excellent film from a few years back. Annette Benning and uh, Jamie Bell. Um, true story of um, Gloria Graham, who played Violet in this movie. Um, in her later life, uh, you know, she fell in love with a scrappy young actor from Liverpool. And uh, he was with her during her final years. Um, lovely, marvellous film. Annette Benning's excellent. Should have won an Oscar again. Um, not again. She didn't win for American Beauty, did she? I think we've had this before. Is Annette Benning an Oscar winner? Um, I'll Google that. But um, everybody watch Film Stars Die. Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. Um, no, she's only ever been nominated. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for The Grifters, nominated for Best Actress for American Beauty. She should have won. Best Actress for The Kids Are All Right, and Best Actress for a film called Being Julia. Annette Benning deserves an Oscar. Give Annette Benning an Oscar. I don't know what she's in recently. I don't think she's in anything this race. She's probably given up. It's a real shame. Uh, meeting Clarence. Um, yeah. Wonderful Jack Travers. Um, just delightful as Clarence. Um, I think this is my favorite. I know it's an obtuse thing to say, but it is. I think it's my favorite Christmas Carol film. And I know that it's not a Christmas Carol. You film. said that last week about Scrooged. <laughs> Scrooged is my favorite Christmas Carol film. <clears throat> It's a Wonderful Life is my favourite Christmas Carol film. <laughs> I don't know, but Clarence is marvellous. Um, oh yeah. Well, I've, I get the impression that if George is taken out of the equation, Clarence is your favourite character. Oh, oh, uh, I, I'm a big Mary fan. I'm a big Mary fan. I mean, but... any, any, anybody, everybody should be. I mean. Maybe, maybe this is where my high standards are coming from in, in relationships, not in relationships, in, in finding a new woman, is new woman, uh, finding any woman, um, is, is the films that I love at Christmas, Mary, <laughs> Mary Bailey and Claire Phillips from Scrooge. Um, these are big, these are, and then obviously Sally Altbright, and uh, I mean, we're getting into it. That's not a Christmas dark hole. Yeah, I, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, Clarence. Otherwise, is uh, he just does all the jobs of of what the the three ghosts would usually do? Why send three ghosts? Why, why has no one picked up on this in in future remakes? You don't need it. It's just get one guy to do it. So, like uh, we did in our version of a Christmas Carol, where it <laughs> no, was just because just... you wanted to play all three. 
<laughs> no, I said, I said, we did it. We did a parody musical, Rian, called A Hitler Carol, where what if the angels came to see Hitler and be like, what are you doing? And then um, and I said, somebody else be the angel. And they were like, no, you do a funny Australian accent. Doesn't have to be Australian. Well, no, originally it was it was an Al Pacino angel because I wanted to do my Al Pacino impression. <laughs> there was really no rhyme or reason, uh, but it did lead to some wonderful uh, voice work, um, where we recorded me saying, um, "What's the line?" And we put a didgeridoo under it, and it yeah. echoed around the room. And it was like, oh, "Don't you see Hitler?" Something like that. <laughs> Uh, and I would have it as my ringtone uh, if, if if we lived in a less judgmental world. I would uh, take money to see that. You can watch it on YouTube it on. literally in an hour uh, when this is done. <laughs> I will send you the link. Thank you. Again, another dark part, the graveyard, and then realising that Mary's an old maid. Um, I, I don't know whether I have it. I don't know whether I have it in change or question. Would Mary be an old maid? Yeah, because she had Sam Wainwright following around. Well, no, I don't yeah. think she'd ever get with Sam because Sam's in New York. There's no chance of that. Yeah. But, you know, Mary's not staying single. I just love how everyone else's alternate realities are like dead, in jail, insane asylum. And hers is, she's single. Oh, no. She's a librarian. <laughs> oh, my George, I... She's an old maid, George. <laughs> and, then it, and then it's when we don't know that she's a librarian. It's like, oh, no, she's an old maid. Where is she? She's just closing up the library. <laughs> uh, and then she's got those little glasses. I don't know why she has glasses. What's changed to her eyes um, in those interviews? Reading all those books. Reading all those books. Yeah. There was time. Time enough at last. Movie oh. logic dictates that you give a girl glasses, she's ugly. She takes them off, she's beautiful. Yes. Um, what's a great example? Um, she's all that. Oh, no, I don't know that. Literally anything from the 90s. <laughs> oh, God. There's definitely... Uh, Oh, and then, no, and then she can't see properly. And then she's like stumbling. Oh God, it's going to come to me like halfway through. Will's going to be talking about how dark the ending is. And then I'm going to shout out, Meg <laughs> Ryan in. <laughs> they do that in um, Scooby-Doo too, where they give Velma. Oh yeah, where Daphne gets sex still. Um, is it Daphne? Velma. Velma. And then she can't, she's stumbling around because she actually can't see without her. Is that what I'm thinking of? Am I, I thinking think of Scooby-Doo too? <laughs> Great film. Cinema. I think, in actuality, a rewatch of them might, might actually, I think there's some good stuff. Well, we I love the Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah, they always tweet the adult things in Scooby-Doo, thinking this. Um, also think they, sad for the Oscars. Famously. Um, and then, I mean, I, I don't want to speak unanimously. Clearly, I don't want to speak. Um, I <laughs> But I dare say that we're, I mean, I think everybody's in agreement. The best 10 minute stretch is undoubtedly. Um, I'm trying to think of a joke. Take your time. No, I'm not going to bother. It's the end. Yes. 
from him running back to the bridge after mm. seeing his librarian wife ah, um, <laughs> and running to the bridge and then praying to God and then it starts snowing again. <laughs> I and just keep going. I just, his lips bleeding. I mean, we, we all know my favourite part because I quote it all the time. Oh, George, I'm bleeding, George, I'm bleeding. And then, um, what are you doing, Bert? I'm bleeding, Bert, I'm bleeding. Um, just, and then just going home. Again, Mary, that's the bit, that's where I, here's a question. When was the first tear? Because mm -hmm. it, it varies. Yeah. I, I, I usually vary. But this time was pretty early on. Uh, it was the minute. Uh, it's when it it's when it cuts to Mary when Uncle Billy's saying everybody pitched in. Mary told everybody, and it cuts to her, and she's looking over it all, and um, she's got that little wry smile, and it's all behind the eyes. And Donna Reed, what a, what a woman! <laughs> and um, but another time that usually gets me because the rest because everybody's coming up and they're saying funny jokes, and that's very sweet and very emotional. But the guy that comes up and goes, I wouldn't have a roof over my head if it wasn't for you, George. It's getting me now. I'm welling up now. And it's, oh, well, I'm not welling up, but I'm getting it to me in my chest. Maybe it's, maybe it's the corona I've got. <laughs> day, two of, day, day two of isolation, everybody, for, for those who are listening. Uh, day two or day three? Three. Three. Two, three. Well, do you count the front? Well, anyway, we're not going to semantic. But... Um, that I wouldn't have a roof over my head if it wasn't for you, George. Mm. Will, what's what's? Do you cry at this if you're in the mood? Oh yeah, it, it's 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 going. It's seeing the family. It's that that big. Oh, and we're back to normal. That big sort of pressure, the relief. That's the. Maybe I know you'd come through. Now here's the point, Mary. Mary, you're in on this too. Now listen. Have you got any money? Money? Yeah. Well, a little. I want you to put every cent you've got into our stock, do you hear? And George, I may have a job for you. That is, unless you're still married to that broken down building and loan. <laughs> well, this is the biggest thing since radio and I'm letting you in on the ground floor. Oh, Mary, Mary. Well, uh, uh, I'm here. Uh, will you tell that guy I'm giving him the chance of a lifetime, do you hear? The chance of a lifetime. He says it's the chance of a lifetime. Now, you listen to me. I don't want any plastics, and I don't want any ground floors, and I don't want to get married ever to anyone. You understand that? I want to do what I want to do. And you're... And you're... Oh, George, George, George. And then another one, you know, 25, I've instructed my office, $25,000, hee-haw, Sam Wainwright. And just that moment of silence before, ah, you can see it. It just takes up some acting from Stuart. Again, again, it's all behind the eyes. Um, as well as, as well as his wonderful speech. Uh, Rian, what's, what's your tap, open the taps moment? See, it's... For me, it was like building when he sees the kids and then he sees Mary. And then it's when, it's when everyone just starts coming in and like even the funny, like you say, the funny like quips, yeah. they just get to you. 
and uh, brilliant. Here's to George Bailey, the richest man in the town. The richest man in town. Incredible. Oh, that was like the rolling moment. An old Lang Syne. I'm going to bust this one. I'm going to bust this one now. Me and Will have had this debate. I want Rian. I think this is the, the question that hangs over all of Carruthers, Legacy and whoever. What is the best old Lang Syne moment in a film? Is it this, the apartment, or when Harry met Sally? Oh. See, it's got to be this because it's like the one. It's like this song is so depressing. <laughs> in, well, in as, as brought up in as brought up in uh, whenever it's Sally, what does this song even yeah. mean? Are we saying that we should forget old friends? Are we saying that we should remember them? Or should we say that maybe it's to say that we for, should never forget that we remembered them? Anyway, it's <laughs> exactly. about old friends. But I just think like this is the one time that there's actually some hope for them and for George. Well, yes, and I'll get to my depressing theory, uh, really oh. depressing theory later. Oh. Um, but uh, just just sensational. It gets you every time, and uh, it's the it's the triumph of the film, the build of it all. It's splendid. Um, Tom's Willow's specific favorite part of the film. Uh, I can't see. Oh, that's right. You haven't got your wings yet. Uh, I, look, I just love that. That we're seeing through clouds. Um, when Mary whispers into his deaf ear, Is this the year that you can mm. That's what I had. I'm going to love you for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, I, I, I want a big one. <laughs> and the freeze on that. Um, I mean, Violet's introduction, Gloria Graham in that marvellous outfit and hat walking down the street and everybody just taking a peek and the, the guy in the road <laughs> and then the car nearly runs him over <laughs> oh this this is just what i wear when i don't know what when i don't uh, what did she I say don't know how i look that's it oh god marvellous um <laughs> the two uh frozen looks on george the first one being um the first one being oh no 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 no, no. You have to stay, George, or else they'll vote with Potter. And we just freeze on him. Yeah. And it's pain. Uh, Well, technically, there's three. Um, Another, the other, the next one is Ruth coming home. uh, And well, it was off a necessity. My father offered him a job. And it, dead face again. And then um, that wonderful bit where where Sam Wainwright. you know, tells them about how great the plastics industry is and they just kick the kick the dirt and walk back to the car. The kiss, how much do you need? Uh, can I have 1750? Oh, oh, he kisses them. Uh, the record rotisserie chicken, loved that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, just, even that, Mary is an, an, an intuitive woman. Uh, the wipe of the hand, maybe it's a bit on the nose after he shakes Potter's hand and he just he really milks it. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put here, it's going to snow again. Oh, it's going to snow again. When he, when he, shows, uh, when he shows Ernie uh, the newspaper, he's like, I see this newspaper. 
going to snow again. He's like, no, no. It's going to snow. Oh, wonderful. Um, grabbing the child. The squirrel gnawing at uh, Uncle Billy. <laughs> Does he have squirrels in his house? Um, the also ex- the crow that's always on his shoulder or his hat. Yes, that's the crow, the bank crow. <laughs> the bank crow. Uh, extreme close-up on his face after he leaves Nick's. Uh, and he, he does the look from left to right. Yeah, I had that one. It's the trailer moment. Uh, Will's more general favourite part of the film. I've got um, the bit, uh, again, when he, um, everything goes back to reality. Um, not only the, the lip bleed, but when he, he finds Zuzu's petals again. That's always, that, that gets me. That's <laughs> um, and I've got um, the, the policemen singing outside the window. That's always yeah. a zany thing. Um, Kiss on the forehead and the hat slap. Yeah, I've got the the swimming pool opening. That's I want that to happen to me. That looks really fun. <laughs> you you'd be the um, the teacher. Was like, oh, get out, get out, get out. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I I really do want to go in, but I, uh, oh oh go on then. <laughs> go on. That's IT crowd. That's dinner party. I've had a few drinks, so don't take advantage of me. <laughs> Oh, go on then. <laughs> Sarah Hadland, who I've met. Um, really? I don't mention it, do I? <laughs> I don't, I actually don't mention it anymore because I then met Academy Award winning actress Sally Fields. And that's a bit more of a, that's a bit more of a brag. And I had a mental breakdown in Times Square and was crying and walked past Neil Patrick Harris. So they're my celebrity claims to fame. Go on, Will, quick, quick tangent. What's your celebrity claim to fame? Uh, I bet the hairy bikers. Um, oh, but uh, sorry, McKellen. There we go. That's the. Oh the no, thing. that's your real one. That's your proper. That that's my, your proper one. Yeah. Go on, tell the story. Oh, yeah. Tell the story. Tell the oh, story. the story. Uh, well, I did a, a wonderful GCSE. I've done two. I did another one recently, didn't I? Uh, a painted Sorry, McKellen. Yes, I did. He's downstairs. I'll get that out for Christmas. He's downstairs. Um, James Stewart's downstairs. <laughs> he's just. He's just <laughs> I don't like live painting. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I did a painting of Sir Ian McKellen, and then um, uh, I, we went to see him in Sheffield with the the other one, Patrick Stewart. Uh, um, On no and, man's uh, land, Harold. Finch yeah, in no man's land. Uh, and we emailed saying, "Oh, I just wanted. Uh, I'm coming to see. Big fan. Um, just show this picture to him, please. Uh, just um, I've done this, uh, and we got back. He really likes it. He'd like to meet you. Oh, go on then. Um, and so I had to." carry this giant painting the whole time <laughs> by blocking my view um, and we went outside and everyone was like uh, they, they they came out and um patrick came near us and we're like no we want to speak to ian <laughs> like, little, little i don't, patrick, have, a, what, I don't have a painting of patrick <laughs> I, I can't do patrick and he came out and he's he, he took me aside and he's he put his hand on my shoulder and then uh, he was like oh what what do you want to do when you're older william uh, and I, I was like, I can't really tell him I want to be an architect. Can I, I want to be an actor, Sir Ian. Uh, and I, I, I loved you in Othello. Because I, I, I was playing Iago at the time. I was like, oh, I, I want to be that. was like, very, very good. And then I got my picture taken. It's very nice. It was Did he sign day. it? He, yeah, he signed it as well. It's, it's just there, actually. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, do you have any brushes with fame? Um, they Mostly like C-list, D-list. <laughs> um, I did have a Q&A with Rob Brydon and Ruth Jones, but I'm not sure how big of a deal that is. Oh, yeah. 
the worst part of Gavin and Stacey. You, you don't like Rob Brown, do you? I think I enjoy the I trip. Love him. I enjoy the trip because Steve Coogan doesn't like Rob Brydon. And it's like, <laughs> and, and, it, and the, all the times he gets annoyed, I'm thinking the exact same thing. Wow. I genuinely, I think it's an intentional insufferability in the trip. And I'm not saying Rob Brydon's insufferable. I think it's quite intentional. Um, but no, I just can't. I mean, Rian's Welsh, so don't take this as a personal attack. I, I, will, I, I will personally attack the Welsh anytime uh, you give me an air. I have. I literally, Rian said she was Welsh and I went, ugh. Uh, <laughs> I just, that at least you don't have the accent. And um, I just don't like any of the Welsh stuff in Gavin and Stacey. Anytime we're back with Gavin and Pam and, and, and Rose Lott and um, Adrian Scarborough, and Julia Stevenson, I'm in. I'm all yours. The minute a Welsh person is on the screen, including <laughs> Stacey. humour. Like, it's just lost humour? No, genuinely. I like when they watch Doubt, and they're like, oh, there's all that doubt. <laughs> That's good. Um, any more general favourite parts of the film, Will? That's it from me. Soundtrack corner. I mean, it's it's a it's a tie uh, between Old Lang Syne and uh, Buffalo Girls. Would you come out tonight? Would you come out tonight? Would you come out tonight? Buffalo Girls. Would you come out tonight? And hands beneath the night of the moon. Why did you wish we could do that wrong? <laughs> uh, what would you, what would your vote be, Ryan? Uh, soundtrack corner, um, just like the the suspenseful moments, like the bank run, where you got this. It's very eerie, mm. and, and then there's the like, clinging to hope that he'll just get back in the car, but you know he won't. Oh God! Are you seeing the Oscars here? Is that your you you put that as your background, Tom? Can we all see my? We're all seeing my background here, aren't we? Yeah. Yes, this is the this is my background. It seems that uh, my computer is completely frozen. Um, <laughs> so we're going to stop the share, and we're going to return. Oh, yeah. Can you see me at all? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I can't see you. Um, oh. But we'll we'll continue for the meanwhile. Um, <laughs> uh, the Oscars, it, it, lo it lost everything. Everything got lost uh, to um, bloody the best years of our lives. Um, I think, for me, the biggest travesty would be um, Stuart uh, for actor. Stuart loses to... Uh, Stuart? I oh, know he, he is nominated. I've got the wrong year. Do <laughs> um, you just hate him when that happens? Uh, wrong year again, you know. This is what happens when your computer freezes. Uh, Stuart is nominated, uh, but loses to Frederick March uh, for the best years of our lives. A fine film. Some may even say a good film. But certainly not. It's one for life. Exactly. Um, then we have Donna Reed without nomination. Wow. Um, without nomination. I mean, she's great, but I'd, I'd have to uh, give it to Celia Johnson for Brief Encounter, I'm afraid. Uh, no, it's a pretty it's a pretty good year. Uh, Best Years of Our Lives is obviously good. 
it's one for my Pembroke encounter. Are you a um, are you a Henry V Manuel Lawrence Olivier? Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of Olivier doing Shakespeare. Aren't you? No. At all. No, especially not his Othello. <laughs> well, that's a different kettle of fish entirely. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just, just it was, it was a massive failure. It was a massive, massive failure at the time. It's a surprise, isn't it? It's, I suppose, it's become that sort of that classic through time. But it, it, it's strange that it wasn't the big hit it was when it first came out. It was, I think, the budget was 30, thirty-five million, and it made thirty-three. Well, they thought it was too like self-indulgent and too depressing at the time. Yeah, I mean, it is depressing, but uh, it, it, you know, it's it's good. It's got something to it. It's you know, it's a real it's a real film. Um, Will's favourite building or set? Um, the, the 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 model of the bridge. <laughs> the model of the bridge. <laughs> right, I'm overpowering you, Will. It's, it's a set. Their, piece. It's their house. I, I, that was one of my nominations, Tom. I was going to get to the house, you fool. Um, <laughs> the, the house for Dunnot, not the derelict version. What do you think of the sort of halfway... No, it's not a halfway house. Uh, but it's <laughs> the makeshifts... No, um, it's, it's all right. It's, it's, you could say it's romantic, but the, it's <laughs> a bit, bit rainy, isn't it? I wouldn't want that pouring down on me. You could say it's romantic, but it's rainy. Um, is that a sex joke? When he, um, not you, Will. The when James Stewart like does a double take at the bed. Is that supposed to be yeah. like wedding night? Yeah, you dirty bastard, James Stewart. Because <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looks at the bed and he's like, "Oh, I, oh, I thought it was going to be rainy." Oh, I mean, Robin Williams does a great thing about actors that he would like to see in um, pornography, and James Stewart is one of them. Uh, so, I, uh, yeah, no, that's a great sketch. Um, I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. Hey, George! George! You all right? Hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George. Bert, do you know me? Know you? <laughs> you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... minutes will hello i i've got um everyone helping out at the bank i really like that a lot mm. um because it's just that nice sort of community spirit um i've got his his big outbursts um in front of the children and then and then i've, I've got um this up the ending even though it's 10 minute stretch but that particular minute of the ending <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rian, anything you want to throw in? Um, for me, it was 
uh, Gower with the Soria. Such a good minute. Um, when he stands up to Potter in the building alone, mm. and he has that great line about how the rabble do all the working and paying and living and dying in this town. Mm. And it's just such a good... too much to ask that they live and die and pay and eat in two, two rooms and a bath. It's just a good... Fist. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and like, obviously it's like followed up with the sadness of him having to stay, but in that moment it's like he has all the power. Because um, nobody wants Uncle Billy. Nobody yeah. wants Uncle Billy to do the job. <laughs> Um, yeah. I've got here the ice. I know it's Harry nearly drowning, but I just like, I'm not scared. <laughs> My kid brother, Harry. I'm not scared. Um, films establish sibling relationships in the most awkward way. It's always like, hey, bro. Hey, sis. Um, suitcase. Uh, oh, I wish I had a million dollars. Pop dog. Um, the uh, dinner with dinner with the or oh no the after dinner with the dad before they go to the dance and uh, that lovely touching of a moment. I mean, he's yet to learn that that will be the final um, time he talks with his dad. Oh my god! I mean, we don't we don't know whether the stroke led to you know he was still conscious or whatever. Maybe he didn't die that night, but um, it's the last time he's going to have a fully coherent and, and lovely conversation with his dad. Yeah! Hello, Bedford Park! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, George! Merry Christmas, movie house! Merry Christmas, Emporium! Merry Christmas, you wonderful Billy alone! Hey! Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter! Happy New Year to you! In jail! Go on home, they're waiting for you! <laughs> Mr. Bailey, there's a deficit. I know, eight thousand dollars. George, I've got a little paper. I'll get it to warrant for my arrest. Isn't it wonderful? I'm going to jail. Sad. Uh, the wedding house, lovely Mary. Uh, the meeting with the, the meeting with Potter, and he, uh, and he begs basically. He, uh, well, no, both of the Potter meetings, uh, where he, when he tries to buy him out. God, there's dogs. <laughs> I think there's somebody at the door. <laughs> there's somebody at the door. And uh, the bar, um, not Nick's bar, Martini's bar, where he's all sad. Mm. And he starts praying. Very upsetting. Uh, best line. Will, kick <laughs> us off. Hello. I I, uh, I just like the, uh, the sort of the, the bit where he's like, well, you really have lived... A wonderful life, John. And, and, <laughs> any movie where they say the title of the movie and, and everyone looks at each other and goes, oh. I am, I am very <laughs> thankful that this movie doesn't end with George pulling Mary close and going, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> I'm glad they got, they got it over and done with at an appropriate time. Remember, George, no man is a failure or has friends. Well, 
which is usually my go-to Christmas card line. People don't get it, and they're like, what's that from? And it just kills a part of me every time. Uh, Rian, you got anything? Uh, you want the moon, of course. Mm. Also, lash or dancer. very specific moment, but when um, he steals Mary away at the dance, mm. and he says, oh, why don't you just stop annoying people? <laughs> Like, you think it's going to be a really, like, cutting-edge remark, but no, that's all you need. And, and like, then, his um, reaction as well. Yeah. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> and, uh, well, Othello, did you know that this poor, did, did you know that this, <laughs> that this uh, dance floor has a pool under it? And that I have the key? And that George Bailey and Mario are dancing over it? And <laughs> he just keeps going. Um. Yeah. Joseph, Jesus, and Mary, help my friend, Mr. Bailey. He never thinks about himself, guys. That's why he's in trouble. I love him, dear Lord. Watch over him tonight. Please, God, something's the matter with Daddy. Please bring Daddy back. Oh, no. This is a very interesting situation. Please give me my robe. The man doesn't get in a situation like this every day. Uh, ouch, ow. Gesundheit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And I and I and yeah, you know what? <laughs> I do like um maybe I can sell tickets. Um <laughs> anything else, Will? Uh I like I need going, I've been saving this money for a divorce if I ever get a husband. <laughs> <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Uh, <laughs> um I think that's all of mine. Just like or just just general quips. And also every time he's like Asking people to repeat themselves. I just think it's really nice at the moment. I think you got my deaf ear there, uh, Harry. <laughs> um, isn't it wonderful? I'm going to jail. Uh, he doesn't Love even that. care that he's going to jail. Love that. What's the change? We've touched on Annie. We've touched on we um, Old Maid. Uh, old Maid Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I have here the crowd. When he goes to talk to Vi... And he's like, oh, oh, let's take my shoes off. I'm in the grass. And then within 30 seconds or less, an entire crowd is a master around them. Yeah, I just think that's a really weird moment. Like, oh, ha-ha, he wants to run in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a really nice night. I'd love yeah. to see the sunrise with somebody after swimming in a lovely pool. That sounds great. I mean, I get that she's, you know... a a, a glamorous girl and she's like not in these shoes you know i'm wearing a nice dress i can't run about so i get where she's coming from I, I, the, just the crowd around gets me every time there's lots of jump cuts um i've got there's a oh there's just a bad cut um where he's oh what's um he comes to visit in the um there's like a it's a continuation one and it's just like they've skipped a frame out um yeah there's loads of odd little cuts in this. Um, yeah. And like wipe transitions as well. No, I don't mind them. No, I mean, they can be in your chairs, I guess. But I, I, I don't mind them. It's the, it's the excessive jump cuts within scenes. And um, I mean, there's, there's the scene with Potter and Uncle Billy is the worst for it. There's like five. It's yeah. like, <laughs> and. Um, I mean, you could say that the disappearance of Clarence and Ernie falling to the floor isn't perfect, but I don't mind that. That's 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 okay. 
because I think it's quite well done. But anyway, um, any 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 other changes, Mo? Um, I, that's it for me. Mm. Rian? Um, I guess it'd be cool to see like the beginning sequence through a more modern lens, like because we've obviously got a bit more advanced technology. Like rather than just, oh the like, stars oh. yeah see I don't think so it is nice but I think maybe just I don't know I think but it's cool to see it like played out differently yeah I think it's where you do lose a lot of people when you're showing it them yeah they immediately like, what, what the fuck is this. <laughs> Uh, but I think, you know, I think it's sweet, I think it's charming, and I, I, and I think it's effective as well. Little Clarence's, <laughs> little, Clarence's uh, little star running in. Um, that, yeah, that's it for me. Um, any, anything else from anybody, change-wise? Well, let's go to Will's notes. Uh, that, that's it for my notes. Okay, Rian, anything yeah. left in your notes? Hmm. Um just really liked it <laughs> it's it's just timeless i think mm. yeah, i've got a few little more notes um i'm gonna have a couple of harems and a few wives uh i like clarence going i like george bailey um mary seeing george at the party her little double take mm. uh, your caboose my lady um <laughs> Mary's mother just looking visibly depressed at the wedding, just crying, <laughs> looking so angry. <laughs> um, this I watched a great Simpsons episode the other day uh, where there was a where they go to the bank and um, they were like, "Oh, where's 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 all of our money?" And then uh, a, a version of James Stewart came out and he went, "Oh no, no, no but your money's in Mo's house and your money's in his house." And then Mo goes. Why's your money in my house? And he punches, punches the guy. <laughs> um, the ang angry Uncle Billy. John Mulaney does a great yeah. sketch where he's about you fucking Uncle Billy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very funny. Um, and the very sad little Uncle Billy bit where he's like, I've checked all the rooms I've locked since I lost Laura. Oh, yeah. It's just really rough. <laughs> it's just... I mean, we, you know, we like to laugh off Uncle Billy and he's, you know, he's foolish and he's, he's got little strings on his hands. But that's a rough line. Uh, and then Stuart's singing uh, in the final Old Lang Syne, which is really quite bad, uh, but uh, brings us into the world of the realism. I love Zuzu's singing in that. She's so <laughs> shrill. <laughs> I just love Zuzu. What a, what a little girl. What a lovely little girl. Ooh. And he has no qualms about like showing that she's his favourite child either. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, thanks the other three, and he's like Suzu. Well, that she's the youngest, isn't she? So she gets that sort of Darling. up, I guess. Um, alternate ending corner. There isn't really one. Uh, a few fun facts. There are plenty of those. Uh, for the scene that required uh, Donna Reed to throw a rock through the window. Director Frank Capra hired a marksman to shoot it on cue. To everyone's amazement, Reed broke the window by herself. She had played baseball in high school and had a strong throwing arm. What a legend. Very good. Donna Reed, what a woman. Yeah. Uh, as Uncle Billy drunkenly leaves the Bailey home, it sounds as if he stumbles into some trash cans 
In actuality, a crew member dropped a large tray of props right after Thomas Mitchell went off screen. James Stewart began laughing and Mitchell quickly improvised, I'm all right, I'm okay. Direct Frank Capra disused, 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 disused pebbles. Uh, Frank Capra decided to use this take in the final cuts and gave the stagehand a $10 bonus for improving the sound. $10 in 1946 is the equivalent to $132 in 2019. Good for him. I want to get paid for dropping stuff. Um, something that we haven't talked about. James Stewart was really nervous about making this film because uh, he, you know, he was a war hero and he went to war and um, this was his first film back, um, which led to him being very nervous about his kissing uh, scene with Donna Reed. Um, and that sort of leads to some of the embarrassment and anger and unrehearsed nature of that kiss, which, which makes it so painful, passionate and effective um, in the film. Uh, prior to this, um, films for snow had used cornflakes painted white, um, but they were far too loud, obviously, uh, when people were walking on them. So all the dialogue had to be re-recorded. Frank Capra didn't want that, and so led to making uh, the form of snow that people all use today. Oh, wow. So we can thank this film for snow. <laughs> Uh, while filming the scene in which George praised in the bar, James Stewart was so overcome that he began to sob. Uh, Frank Capra later reframed and blew up the shot because he wanted to catch that expression on Stewart's face. That's why that close-up is a little bit more grainy. Uh, apparently, uh, Mr. Gower was very drunk uh, during the scene where he slapped young George, and the slaps were real and caused real blood to come from Anderson's ear. After the scene was finished, Warner hugged and com comforted Anderson. <laughs> Oh, I can't watch that the same way. Yeah. Originally, uh, the film ended with Ode to Joy, not Old Lang Syne. Oh. It's a good choice. Uh, in the original script, uh, Clarence confronts Potter about what he did to George, and it was to take place right after Potter yelled, and happy new year to you, in jail. Um, good choice. <laughs> good choice. Don't need that. Uh, the scene on the bridge where Clarence uh, saves George was filmed on a back lot on a day when the temperature was 90 degrees Fahrenheit. This is why James Stewart is visibly sweating uh, during most of those scenes. Uh, now, have any of you seen the colourised version of this? I have, and it doesn't work. It looks dreadful. Uh, this was a weird thing in the 80s. I can't remember the name of the guy. Ted, Ted something. And, and he just got the rights to it all. He, he got the rights to all these movies and he, he colorized them. Casablanca was colorized, uh, this one, and Spielberg, Lucas, all Bogdanovich, all these directors came out and said, This is insane. You can't be doing this. And um, stopped some of them, couldn't stop all of them. Um, I'm very glad that my Blu ray doesn't, I don't even want to see the option. I don't even want to see it. It's a musical. We're all musical people. Have any of us listened to the musical? No. Um, yeah, but there was a big problem with the legal wranglings uh, with it all uh, regarding um, uh, the rights. Uh, so, it's, so it's really been, yeah. Uh, lost, just lots about... Uh, uh, 
So there's the urban legend. Well, it's not even an urban legend. Everybody thinks it's just a fact. Is that Bert and Ernie and Sesame Street are named after um, these? And that's bullshit. The series creator of Sesame Street said no. It's just coincidence. Clearly, the other way around. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's not depressing. It's far more depressing things in this world. Um, Tom's big question. Oof. They're making, they're putting up their tree on Christmas Eve. Some people do. It's insane. I agree with that. With with what? Just not, like, because people, nowadays, you get to 1st of November and people jump the gun. I like the sanctity of Christmas. It's like, like the week of Christmas. Oh no! We're like no one else agrees with me. Like I will go home and my tree will be up. Mm, but I just I think, think first week of December is good because I, I, the build up to Christmas is better than Christmas itself. Jesus Christ! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! The more you build it up, the more disappointed you're bound to be because it's yeah, one but we're not children anymore. It's not like we're like building up thinking we're going to get a mountain of presents and then we get like a lot of presents but just oh, it's, it's got to the stage where I actually start a- asking for socks it, it's I, I enjoy it I relish it <laughs> I do look forward to getting a cologne I never a cologne? Used... <laughs> yes this is a Twilight Zone episode um, uh, number 12 looks like you <laughs> I opened my present and it turns into um, what's it be right back yeah, with, with Donald Gleeson. With Donald, with Donald, with Donald. And uh, what's her face? Bloody hell, what's her name? Uh, Hayley Atwell. You're a Black Mirror person, Ream? I am, but I haven't seen them all. No. Oh. <laughs> There's that, that is there. There's that, then. Um, uh, the pig wants the best one. Uh, Tom's big question. It, right, here's two really depressing. Mary's wish is George's curse. We we are in a film where angels and wishes all exist. So effectively, Mary's wish that they will live in that house and they will fall in love is George's curse. Mary is to blame for George never leaving Bedford Falls. I mean, you're not wrong. Good idea, Ernie. A toast <laughs> to my big brother, George, the richest man in town.
but also he has he has the opportunity to go the the thing that really keeps him isn't the bank closing isn't his dad dying isn't harry coming back the thing that keeps him is his own need to please and the fact that he lives for other people he yes you're saying that george is a giver (laughs) yeah yes he yes he's like put in this terrible compromising position but it's essentially his choices and that's why it's so sad because yes he feels trapped but also it's just because he's a compassionate selfless man that he does all these things he's just great isn't he he's just great and mary loves him for that and so you can't be like oh she's holding him back because part and parcel of him staying is that she wants him to be happy, which is why she kicks him out when he gets all moody at her. She's like, if this isn't the life you want, then go. But well, he comes back. I stick she probably go around for. So you are right, but you're also wrong. <laughs> it's good, but it's not great. Um, and then the depressing factor of this is, you know, It's Wonderful Life is a very different movie if he doesn't have a wife and children. Uh, I mean, we know what the film's stance on marriage and companionship is, but if if, if George is, an, is a lonely man, and uh, then it's a very different ending, because eventually all those people have to leave, and then he still goes to bed and faces Christmas morning alone. Jesus. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no that's what my mum's Any time I go for a breakup, well, no, there's only been one, and, and she's like, see? See, look at all the friends you have. And I go, yeah. But if George Bailey didn't have Mary, then he'd still be waking up alone. (laughs) So some uh, deep-rooted narcissism there, I guess. Um, Poor poor George. Well, it's not poor George. He's got a lovely wife and he's got four kids. You have to consider George Bailey at your age was still single and didn't know what he was doing. No, he wasn't. He was with Mary. (laughs) No, he wasn't. He was, he was with Mary. <laughs> he had found the love of his life. Um, no, what was I going to say? When I said, and you've got four kids, it was literally the way that Kim Woodburn says it when she's having a go. <laughs> the guy was on Strictly, and she was like, you're an adulterer. You're an adulterer. You cheated on your wife, and you've got four kids. And then the bodyguard comes up to her, and she's like, oh, darling, Please. You're an adulterer. I wouldn't piss on you if you were on... No, he says, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. And then she goes, and I wouldn't shit on you if you were on fire. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. What's the better Big Brother moment? Is it that or is it... David's dead. dead. (laughs) David's dead. (laughs) David's dead. (laughs) David? David's dead? (laughs) Yes. Not that David. My ex-husband. <laughs> she just told me David jumped in a cancer. <laughs> it's, it's after that where she stood outside. And she's just laughing maniacally to herself. <laughs> oh, she's going to die. No, uh, it's, no, my favorite bit's when Angie Bowie's all alone. And she's like, no, I've done it now, big brother. I've done it now. <laughs> You're going to have to help me, big brother. <laughs> Talking to Clarence, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, synopsis of a sequel. Um, I'd forgotten about this. 
But uh, there was a propositioned uh, sequel. Reem, why don't you take us through this? Because uh, you reminded me. Yeah, so there was an idea for a sequel that was going to come out as late as, was it 2013? It was 2013 and it was swiftly, <laughs> swiftly officially cancelled by 2015, thank God. And it was called uh, It's a Wonderful Life, The Rest of the Story, in which George Bailey's troubled grandson is visited by his deceased Aunt Zuzu as an angel. But this is the thing that tripped me up. So in the IMDb synopsis, it says he's visited by Aunt Zuzu, who tells him how much better everyone's lives would be if he hadn't been born. Oh. <laughs> Which is like really off base, considering the first one is like, look how much you mean to people. So we theorize that it was probably like a Scrooge situation. Hopefully, ho yeah, hopefully the moral of the story is that he's a changed man and that he Not doesn't just kill himself. Kill <laughs> yeah. Buy me the biggest goose in all of London. <laughs> We're not in London. We're in Bedford Falls. Um, that'd just be depressing. Everybody would be dead. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how I would feel about it being in, like, what, the, the 2010s? Like. Yeah. yeah, don't like that. Maybe like the same iconic quotable lines because people don't talk like that. Unfortunately, they do still in Stephen King's modern day. People still in Stephen <laughs> King's modern day sound like they're from the 50s, <laughs> which is what makes his 50s set movies and books so excellent. And all of his modern ones that little bit weird. <laughs> I liked Carrie. Which, 70s Carrie. Oh no, the modern one as well. I like oh, no. Oh God, we are not getting invited back. It, but no, it, like it's perfect for the digital age. Like it just translates well. <laughs> it may translate very well, but what about you know performances, writing, directing, all that you know that made the first one so good? All great, all great. And this is coming from a big Julianne Moore fan. Yeah. And I thought she was dreadful. Wow. I've ruffled some feathers here. Ever, ever I've done. really done it now, big brother. <laughs> I've done it now. Help me out. David's dead. What? For <laughs> <laughs> the classic Kim Woodburn, um, my vote is for Nicole, and then the old corrector, Nicola. Oh, don't be so stupid. <laughs> Talking about her own name. Don't be so stupid. <laughs> don't be so stupid. Um, just, just, just. Excellent stuff. Um, that's it. That's it. Um, closing line, all of fame. Chanel McQueen, speak for God. That boy, Clarence. Atta boy. And uh, to indeed. George Bailey, the richest man in town. Yes, to George Bailey, the richest man in town. Well, any final comments on, on this on this marvelous uh, film? It's very good, isn't it? It's a it's a good one. Indeed. Um, Ryan. Um, it's just a brilliant commentary on camaraderie of the working class. The uh, the FBI actually were told to keep a close watch on this film. Mm. It was deemed communist propaganda. <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? Well, yeah, because it's like you know the man, mm. the you know the the big business owner is deemed as like the villain. Well, they always keep they always kept their eye on Frank Capra because all of his films, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. 
bring down Washington. <laughs> you know, these are <laughs> these are big themes for forties films. Yeah. Um, no, Mr. Smith's thirties, I believe. Um, and anyway, um, just just this blended. It is the greatest Christmas movie. Um, the minute this podcast ends, I'm going to be writing an article for the blog. Everybody, go follow the blog. Um, about how it's still the best Christmas movie. There's just no, there is just no doubt in my mind. I think it's one of the best films ever made. I think it's flawless. I, I, it's just, it's just perfect. I adore it, and I always will do. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Ba 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 